Welcome to Heather Ewing, the CRE Rundown. Today we are talking absolute triple net leases with none other than A-Rod, Alex Rodriguez. Welcome, Alex. Thanks, Heather. How are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? Good, good. Thanks. Good. How are things in sunny California? It's nice. It's going to be uh, nice and toasty this weekend. going to be about 89 tomorrow, so yeah. It sounds divine. It'll be raining here in Madison, Wisconsin. So we need that too. Yeah, exactly. But um, as we delve in, if you could share with our guests, let them know who is Alex Rodriguez and tell us about the Alexander Group. Alexander Group is a uh, uh, full service commercial real estate brokerage uh, located based in Los Angeles, uh, operating nationwide, um, primarily focused on. Um, single tenant net lease assets that's our that's the emphasis but um we also do uh uh buy representation tenant representation a little bit of landlord stuff a little bit of everything nice and you know it's always interesting to hear how people got into commercial real estate or such as yourself founding and operating your own firm tell us a little bit more about your journey and how that came about uh Kind of started as a kind of a family business. Uh, we were originally in the uh, grocery business. My grandfather and my father uh, opened a grocery store, a neighborhood store back in 1976. I was just a toddler and uh, we operated it for 30 years. When we sold it, uh, the old man and grandpa had built up a interesting little portfolio of real estate, mostly multifamily back then. And so throughout the years, I was a little bit acquainted with it. But after we sold and kind of transitioned into real estate, I, I figured I had, to, I had to get a little knowledgeable about, about real estate in general. And uh, that's how it started. And then I kind of branched out in my own thing. That's great. You know, and it's interesting, too. It's like real estate has been around for so long. And at the same time, there's been such a resurgence, as you can see from the amount of people that are interested in commercial real estate transitioning from residential to commercial, new agents to commercial, things of that nature. And, and also, I'd say one of the hot topics is multifamily, right? Something you hear about all the time. Um, people are either really on the boat for it or really into other opportunities, which makes me think of you. And share with our, our guests more about the absolute triple net leases and the transitions that you offer for people. Yeah, multifamily is great. Um, it was great for my family for a number of years. Uh, it's been good to a lot of my clients. But I think in recent years, um, most people will agree that uh, governments, local and state and federal have gotten, uh, they've made it a little more difficult for, for landlords and property owners uh, of multifamily to, to make a living. Um, a lot of the a lot of the control seems to have switched away from 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 landlords having real control of their property and really to a certain extent really having real ownership of their asset it's been a lot of a lot of uh, restrictions put in place and regulations that have made things really difficult and i found that some of my clients although they they it was a good asset for them in the past it's mm -hmm. getting a little challenging now and i think they've they've decided they wanted to make the move into something that gives them a little more control over their portfolio. And uh, 
triple net leases, absolute triple net leases, properties like that have been something that have been have been a way for them to do that. Yeah. Well, and I like the point that you bring up too about control of your asset, because if you think about it, entrepreneurs, real estate, people really are going into that arena because they do want to run things in their manner. And additionally, you know, when you look at it too, is higher risk, higher reward. So there, there needs to be the offset yeah. for that. And with limitations, right. You can't run it as you need to. So what are you experiencing? Like if you could share a deal maybe that you're working on or something more recently where you were able to help them understand here's the positives and also here's the ramifications of multifamily. And in this tra tradition or geez, transition, this is, you know, how a absolute triple net lease can help you. Can you break that down a little bit more, maybe with an example? Yeah. Well, the interesting thing is, um, you know, a, a general example would be uh, an owner of a multifamily apartment building in Los Angeles. Um, someone who's owned it for many years, 10, 15, 20, 25 years. At that point, uh, they have very low basis in the property. They probably paid it off. And whatever they're getting in rents, and, you know, once you take the expenses away, you look at your bottom line and net operating income, you realize that you, while you, you're doing okay, the, the income that's coming in is fine. When you compare it to what you could be doing, you realize that you could be doing a lot better. So mm -hmm. someone doesn't have a mortgage and they're, they're, they're just, you know, taking care of their expenses, their utilities, their insurance or taxes, all that stuff. When you do the, the math, you can't base it on what you brought the property for 10, 15, 20 years ago. You got to take into account what it's worth today because then you're making apples an apples comparison to where you are and what you could be doing. And when you're looking at a property that you could pick up, or single tenant net lease property, whether it's a pharmacy or a, or a fast food, quick service retail or a, a dollar store, you'll be able to find nowadays 6%, not that difficult, a six cap. And when you do the math on your apartment building, you realize, although you're doing okay, you're actually only getting a three cap, three and a half, maybe four, sometimes even less. And they'll be surprised because they're not too worried about the rents coming in. They've had tenants for years. They've been good tenants. Mm -hmm. uh, you end up building a relationship with these people. And I can tell you because from experience, uh, and it's not always... You don't always raise rents when you can or when you should, and that's fine. But when you come, you know, at the end of the day and you start doing the math, you're realizing, wow, it makes a difference. And I, I could be doing much better. Sometimes you can double your NOI depending on your situation. And you're doubling your NOI when you, when you trade into the new property. Right. And you have zero of the expenses after that, because now you don't have to worry about any of the repairs and maintenance. You don't have to worry about paying for insurance. You don't have to worry about paying for um, for uh, taxes, real estate taxes. And it's everything. Now, again, yeah. that's not with all triple net leases. Not, not all triple net leases are created equal. And I'm talking more of right. absolute triple net leases. But even with just a standard triple net lease, there's still that kind of upside. Mm -hmm, definitely. And so the nice point that you brought out is really, it's really great for someone that doesn't want to do a lot of handholding with their property. They get the absolute triple net lease and right there, everything is taken care of. And so, you know, to your point with all of this, 
what if the property is local and what if it's across the country, right? So what if I'm buying a property in LA? You know, I would love to be there every month, but it's not going to happen. So what's something that you can guide people with for that of buying locally versus buying an asset that's across the nation? Yeah, you know, um, buying in, in LA, you're typically not going to get quite as much bang for your buck as if you're selling in LA and then and then buying nationwide. Um, one of the hurdles when when uh, property owners are thinking about investing uh, outside of the state is they feel like they don't have control of their property. If they can't see it, if they can't drive by it, if they can't walk inside, they can't feel it, they, yeah. then it, it's not really there or they don't have control over it. And what I've found um, is that it can actually be the opposite. Um, you can end up owning a property that you drive by every day because maybe your office is here, you live here and the property's there. So every day you drive by it. But when was the last time you went inside? Right. 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 Uh, and if you did go inside, when was the last time you got up on the roof? <laughs> when's the last time you had the plumbing inspected or when's the last time you had the electrical inspected, you know, mm -hmm. uh, years and years can go by because you have this false sense of security that, Oh, I can see it. Everything looks fine. It's not a problem. Right. Whereas you own something out of state, you're a little more cognizant of that. You want to be sure that you're in control. So mm -hmm. what you end up doing is you have a relationship with, uh, with an inspector and you find there's inspectors all over the U S private inspectors and you get on a, on a program with them once a year or once every two years, you send somebody out typically costs you anywhere between 800 to about $1,500 for a, a typical triple net inspection. You get right. back a 50 page report with pictures and a nice uh, executive summary at the front, a few pages saying, this is the thing that needs to be done. These are issues that need to be done. Now, these are issues for make sure you don't have deferred maintenance. Once you get that, you fire it off to the uh, real estate manager of your family dollar or your Walgreens or, you know, your Hardee's uh, restaurant. And within a few weeks or a month or so, they've got everything squared away. They let you know it's done. You send your guy back, you check it off the list and you're done. And you've actually got control of that property. You're, you're much more uh, in control of that location than you are of the property that's just down the street from you. Mm -hmm. And that's so the, it sounds like yeah. right of kind of summarizing it too is you almost have better processes and systems in place when it is further away due to not being able to just drive by. And at the same time, it makes you more effective because of those processes, because you really are checking out all the integral systems to make sure that it checks out. Absolutely. Yeah. Amen. Mm -hmm. Um so with all of this, how would you say that mindset plays into commercial real estate? You know, you see so many different asset classes, so many different types of brokers, firms, things of that nature. In your experience, what would you say is something that has really helped you have that edge? Uh, you want to stay focused on, on what makes the most sense for your client. Everyone has their own, their own ideas of what they're comfortable with, you know, mm -hmm. and just because... Uh, one person isn't comfortable with multifamily doesn't mean it's a bad asset. You know, it, it, it's all well and good. Uh, it just depends what you feel comfortable at your stage 
and as, as a real estate investor and your journey, where you are now and where you want to be five, 10 years from now. So then you kind of have an idea of how to plan that out. So you want to stay focused on, on what's most comfortable and what's best for your client. You want to stay, make sure you're being creative. Lots of things pop up in these, you know, situations. You, I'm sure you've seen them as well. And <laughs> there's permitting or environmental, and you want to make sure that you're, you're dealing with things uh, accordingly and, in a creative manner, so you can get everything squared away. Definitely. That's perfect. And that ties into my next question as well. Of what do you envision transitioning or happening within commercial real estate in the next five to 10 years? You know, what do they say? The, the only constant is change, right? And uh, technology always plays a, an interesting part. Um, you know, years ago, people didn't spend a whole lot of time on electronic maps and that sort of thing. And now, it seems everything is is uh, is computer based and and it's all helpful. But I think at the end of the day, it still comes back to relationships. Uh, you know, your clients are trusting you with uh, a significant portion of their portfolios, and you know you want to make sure that they need to know that they can trust you and that you know what you're doing and that you've got your their best interests at heart. So, aside from all the advantages that we can get from from the new technologies that are changing all the time, it, it, it's still uh, it's still all relationship driven. Definitely, I couldn't agree more. And um, you know, if you think about it, how we met several years ago through Beth Azor, right? It, it's all Absolutely. relationships, and it's you think of how many people you connect with, right, at different networking events and things of that nature. And it's easy with the fast pace that we're all part of to let those go by, by the wayside, but really being intentional and fostering the different relationships, working, you know, kind of like the deal that we worked on together um, mm -hmm. earlier. It's nice to continue and cultivate those and extend them amongst peers and clients, of course. But um, and, and that's another way that, that we can add value to, to our, our clients by, by enlarging our network. And the more people we know, the more opportunities get presented to us. And, you know, you're able mm -hmm. to, to find certain transactions, certain deals that would be under the radar if you didn't know this person or that person and and they've had a good relationship with them. You've done a few deals. They know you're someone that can, you know, get it to the finish line. So yeah, that's that's one of the ways we can definitely add value to our clients. Yeah, that's huge. And I think too, you know, how do you put a dollar amount on that? It's the hours of deals, number of deals and all those relationships, like you said, that really come together and create beautiful things. Sure. Yeah. So if you were to jump into a time machine, I'm going to get a little creative. You know me. If you were to jump into the time machine and go back, let's say five, 10 years or further, right? Since you've been in the industry for quite a while, what would, what piece of advice would you give to yourself of something to be aware of, note, whatever it might be that would really help you advance further back then? Um, I would say stay focused. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, these things, uh, these things don't happen overnight and you don't create these relationships overnight and, uh, do what you can to, uh, to get your information out there. Let people know what you're doing. Um, stay creative. You never know, uh, when you're going to need to, to kind of think out of the box to get something done, make sure you got people around you 
who are smart that you can rely on that you can reach out to in certain situations because yeah it's it's uh it's not a it's, it's usually never a, a one person show <laughs> that's so true definitely and last but not least you know me and my marathons is a marathon the thing of your past or your future or is that a no it, it, it was, it was a, a never, never was thing. I think it was a pipe dream for like five minutes. And then I turned 50 and my knees said, you are crazy. That's not happening. Hard no, but, right? Uh, a lot of respect to you for that sort of thing. I, I couldn't even oh. imagine. I, I know you've done like about 20 or something. I just, you know, that, 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 that's amazing. A lot of respect. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I couldn't, but I'll be cheering you on. Well, thank you. And that that's what I love, the support. We all support each other. So on that note, one last tidbit. How do you de-stress, right? It's a busy industry. We're going 100 miles per hour. What is a tip that you would give someone, whether they're new or seasoned, for de-stressing? Uh, try to disconnect once in a while. It's easy, you know, with all the technology we have and everything, it's easy to sit here at your desk and even after you get home doing work until ungodly hours at night, try and try and, you know, unplug for a while. I like to spend time with my little girls. I'm a, I'm a girl dad, you know, so i got two little yeah. ones. They, uh, they keep me entertained when I get home. So that's, that's a fun way to de-stress with them on a so weekend like you- this, where it's nice and hot. We'll, we'll jump in the pool and just kind of, you know, have a, have a soda, some juice and just yeah. relax. Yeah, that sounds perfect. Well, on that note, Alex, how can people get a hold of you? So they've heard this podcast. They want to learn more about the absolute triple net leases. Maybe they're in a multifamily. They want to get out or they just want to understand how to increase their investment. How do they connect with you? Uh, Feel free to jump on my website, www.tagcre.com. And uh, you'll have some information there about what we do and and uh, what we've done for some clients and the kind of product that we can help people find that sort of thing. Yeah, it'd be the best way. Perfect. Well, thank you again for joining me and I look forward to connecting further later. Thanks so much for having me, Heather. You take care. You bet. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.